The Wings Over New Zealand show is brought to you in association with the Wings Over New Zealand Aviation Forum, New Zealand's number one aviation discussion forum online. There you'll find discussion on all aspects of New Zealand aviation, from history to current affairs and thousands of photos covering the Royal New Zealand Air Force, airlines, general aviation, warbird restorations, air show news, sport aviation, home building, gliding, aviation media and much, much more. You'll be in good company with other aviation enthusiasts, including pilots, engineers, warbird owners and restorers, historians and authors, modelers, aviation photographers and many others. Sign up to the Wings Over New Zealand community now. It's free and easy. Just Google Wings Over New Zealand and you'll find the forum. Hi everybody, Andrew Gormley, CEO of Classic Flyers here. If you're interested in classic aviation and you want to get up close and personal to old aircraft and see some of New Zealand's aviation history, come across the Classic Flyers, Jean Batten Drive, Mount Monganui, right on the edge of the airport. You can go for flights in old aeroplanes like Boeing Stearmans and Harvards. There's lots to see. Kids' parties happening here all the time. We have functions and function rooms, business meetings, and a great cafe with excellent coffee. If you'd like to be involved with Classic Flyers, we also have the volunteer groups who do all things from helping out with function work or just on the main hangar floor with visitors and guests or birthday parties, right through to engineers who get involved in restoring some of our wonderful old aircraft assets. It's a great place and it's in a good location. Come and have a visit. Check out the website on www.classicflyersnz.com Welcome to the Wings Over New Zealand show with Dave Homewood. Welcome to the Wings Over New Zealand show. I'm your host, Dave Homewood. Um, we've got a, a bit of an air show round table going on in this episode, and I've got uh, four of the, the big names in the air shows across the country. Um, I'd like to introduce uh, Tracy Dixon, who's representing Wings Over Wire Rapper. Hi, Tracy. Hi Dave, thanks for having me. No problem. Uh, and uh, we've got Ed Taylor from uh, Warbirds Over Wanaka. Hi Ed. Hi everyone. And we've got Gavin Conroy from Classic Fighters at Omaka. Hi Gav. G'day, how are you? Good, good. And we've got Frank Parker, who's the President of New Zealand Warbirds and uh, also involved with Warbirds on Parade uh, air shows. Hi Frank. Evening. Yeah, um, could we just sort of go around the circle quickly and, and get a little um, intro of how you each got into the airshow business and, and how you found yourselves where you are and what position you're in now? So, Tracy, tell, tell us your background. Uh, so, I've been um, flying for about 22 years now and uh, found myself with a um, other half that was uh, getting involved in old aeroplanes, which uh, seemed quite um, entertaining and enjoyable to be following along with. Um, so ended up following him to a lot of air shows and getting involved hands-on with crewing and things like that. Um, and I foolishly managed to make myself um, somewhat handy at uh, all things paperwork and things like that, and it's just naturally uh, moved into um, getting more involved in the background, which has been absolutely fantastic good fun and a good learning curve uh, you've been involved for quite a few years with uh classic fighters haven't you i have yeah for i think about three classic fighters shows on the organizing side and uh on the ground helping out for uh with the airplanes for a large number of years i couldn't actually put a number on that one okay and now you're um you've got the position of uh what's the what's the position of you've got there the uh officially airside manager for wins yeah. over wire rapper right right so we'll, we'll get into um what you're planning and working on at the moment uh soon but uh ed what's your background and, and how did you get into the issue so yeah thanks dave uh i moved to wanaka about 20 years ago from auckland and um about 12 years ago, I was uh, at a bit of a loose end and uh, the job of uh, general manager of Warbirds over Wanaka uh, came up and I'd been to um, a few of the air shows since I'd moved to Wanaka. I loved the event. Um, 
I don't have an aviation background. My idea of a plane ride is jumping on an A320 to Auckland, uh, hopefully with someone like Frank at the at the controls who knows what they're doing. And uh, but that's uh, my limit of uh, aviation knowledge. But um, I did. I'm a bit of a history buff, and um, I was well aware of the historical significance of aviation in this part of the world in terms of uh, the part it played in in uh, putting Wanaka on the map. And uh, of course, the air shows part of that with our founder, Sir Tim Wallace, and his endeavours in the deer recovery uh, industry using helicopters. And then, of course, he uh, his passion for fighter aircraft and the Warbirds air show, which he kicked off in 1988. So um, I just thought it was a dream job. And that was 12 years ago. Uh, I'm still here and still think it's the dream job. Uh, just if uh, we could hold one, having lost the last two air shows to COVID, uh, we are chomping at the bit to uh, to get back in action uh, at Easter 2024. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, gosh, it's been it's been rough losing those two air shows, and I can't wait for the next one. I'll, I'll be down there for sure. Uh, so, Gavin, tell us about your uh, your journey into where you are now as the uh, general manager of uh, Classic Fighters. Um, I was I probably started on the committee back in 2007 at a show here and um, have been on it ever since. Uh, I've taken photos from Woods <coughs> over Wonka, Wings over Wairapa and done some with Frank and the guys up at um, Ardmore, just photography and things like that. And um, I think back in May, uh, Graham Orphan just rang me out of the blue and uh, wanted a meeting with myself and him and Brian Grenell and I thought, oh yeah, what have I done now? <laughs> <laughs> Those things. Um, and so I, I was just not um, expecting it. It's not a, um, a job I ever thought I would be doing. Um, I have run some businesses uh, beforehand, which has been a great help now. Um, and it's given me uh, a bit more of a distraction from the photography side of things, which has actually been Quite good. Um, yeah, I, th I think uh, the season to come is probably more about um, the people than the aeroplanes. It's been a long time since we got together. Um, and we all know there'll be aeroplanes at air shows, but I think it's a good opportunity for us all to get back together and start where we left off a few years ago. Um, everybody's missed the aeroplanes, but I think more everybody's probably missed the friendships. Yes, um, I know I have. I've been yep. to some air shows overseas recently and um, I've just got to see how the world's moved a little bit quicker than what we have. Um, so hopefully we can follow pace with them and, you know, just enjoy it because we've all missed it. Absolutely, absolutely. And Frank, of course, your um, career goes back to the uh, Air Force. You were in the Red Checkers and did various other things. But can you tell us a little bit about how you got to where you are now as the uh, president of Warbirds? Well, if I was uh, in an um, optimistic mood, I'd say being in the right place at the right time. If I was being a pessimist, I'd say the wrong place at the right time. <laughs> <laughs> as you uh, mentioned, Dave, uh, really started off in the Air Force way back in the 1980s when I was uh, at the Central Flying School as an instructor, and we set up the initial air trainer aerobatic team. And our, our first big show was at Ohaki, I think, in 1981, at a, um, a big air show they ran there. And then post, <coughs> post the Air Force, uh, I got into the Warbird scene and was invited to join uh, Gavin Trithui and a few others in uh, the Roaring Forties Harvard team. That was back in about 2000 off the top of my head. Yeah, and so it just sort of carried on from there, really. Right, and uh, for the last few years, uh, you've been running uh, Warbirds on Parade. Uh, the the um, Warbirds Association has been running Warbirds on Parade, uh, which evolved out of other air shows that have gone along the years, and um, that's kind of like the the season practice air show, isn't it, really? Well, well, yes and no. Is the genesis of Warbirds on Parade was uh, obviously, though, know, Ardmore, there had been in the past some, some big air shows. Mm, yep. And um, we didn't want to agree. We weren't in the, pro we weren't in the 
place to create a big air show. But we figured we had all these nice aeroplanes on tap and all these pilots who travelled around New Zealand doing all these wonderful uh, displays. And really nothing was happening, much was happening up in Auckland. It had been some years since for the Air Force had run anything at Whanurapai. So we started off small, and that was probably five years ago, I guess. Uh, it's also a fundraiser for the association, and it's proved reasonably popular. So we've just uh, carried on the theme. And our aim is to run a couple of shows each year, one in the late summer uh, and the other one uh, towards the end of the year. And, yeah, it's a sort of a lead into the air show season. It's, uh, it gives the, the guys and girls an opportunity to uh, polish off the dust after the winter and uh, get their acts together before they go out on display in the bigger shows. Right. And uh, I think it was March 15th, 2020, that we were actually at Warbirds on Parade and we learned the sad news that day that Wanaka had been cancelled. Um, and there was about a week before we all got locked down um, the cancellation of air shows, which has happened now twice for Wanaka and twice for classic fighters, and also why rapper got a day cancelled in the middle of the show, which was just crazy. Um, it's just so it's been devastating for the for the air show goers and for all the organisers. And um, I just wondered if you have any comments on, um, you know, how that sort of has affected the shows and um, and and how we're going to come back from that and and sort of get back into a, a full season this season. Um, yep, he's answering that one. How <laughs> you go, Frank? I'll put my cloak in. I'll start off. Is, is you're right. It has been uh, a disappointment, I think, for the air show scene. And uh, obviously the big players like Wanaka and Omaka and Wairapa have had financial considerations arise from that. I guess um, being realistic though, is it just, just it's the way it was. That's the deck of cards we were dealt with. Yeah. And there's not a whole lot you can do about it. And I think you know, realistically, there's a lot more people uh, end up way worse off than what we did in our little air show fraternity. As to what effect it'll have is, yeah, pilots haven't had a decent air show for uh, a number of years, but we're all big boys and big girls. It's just a matter of getting on and getting ourselves back up to um, display standard, if you like, and doing the show. Yeah, that's, that's from the operational perspective. Um, I'm sure the other folks have got a lot to add from the administrative and financial perspectives. Ed, yeah, well, um, in terms of Warbirds over Wanaka, uh, as Dave said, we were the uh, first major event, well, one of the first major events in New Zealand to cancel, uh, and uh, it was absolutely devastating. We'd already incurred a lot of costs um, because of the sheer size of our air show, 55,000 people over three days. Um, you know, there's a lot of infrastructure, so you can't just put it all up on the Thursday before the air show. So we had built 2,000 seat grandstands and um, and had a whole lot of other equipment that had already been shipped across uh, New Zealand down to Wanaka for this air show. And so there was huge costs. We were <clears throat> fortunate in that we had uh, been squirreling away a little bit of our surplus from each air show uh, in a way of self-funding, uh, self ensuring our airshow against a cancellation. Obviously, in our uh, priority thoughts, that was um, a wet weather event, which hasn't happened in 34 years. But um, uh, some people would say it's never going to happen. And others will say uh, that we're, we're getting closer to it every time. So, But we'd been self-insuring by putting this money away. That all got wiped out with the 2020 cancellation. So when 2022 came along and uh, this year we had to cancel again. Um, <clears throat> it was uh, pretty devastating. And uh, basically we're now down to a team of myself, 
uh, but we're rebuilding and we're going to announce some new staff appointments uh, coming up soon and into the new year. We've got a new team coming on board to deliver Warbirds over Wanaka. So for us, it's an exciting time. Our funders and sponsors uh, have just been absolutely fantastic in um, supporting us. I had a call from a gentleman in Wanaka the other day who said he wanted to just give us $10,000. And um, I didn't, I know the guy and I didn't know that he was a fan of the air show. And he said, well, I'm not really it. He said, I, I just love what it does for this town and region. So, and I don't want it to fall over. So um, I was blown away by that. And whenever we do a fundraiser, we get huge support from the locals. And it's interesting, I guess, in a way to, to note that since 1988, it's been estimated that this air show, this one event has uh, put into this local region in the vicinity of quarter of a billion dollars that's 250 million in economic impact for this region so it's a big event uh it's uh, one of the biggest events in the south island at least if not in new zealand so it's um you know it's it's a big beast and um we uh, we need to keep it going but it, it has been tough but we've learned a lot and and we've been dealing with a lot of fantastic suppliers we want to keep supporting them they want to keep supporting us and as frank says you can sit there and cry about it but that doesn't help you get on so you've just got to get on i know that um all our display pilots are keen to be part of Warbirds over Wanaka again. I know that um, we're all, I'm getting daily calls about when are tickets going on sale. And I'm going, oh, it's, you know, still 16, 17 months away, but uh, <laughs> they're keen to, to get hold of tickets. So it's, um, you know, there is support out there. And, um, and uh, so we know that um, hopefully come 2024, we're going to have a big crowd along. We're going to have a fantastic air show and uh, things will be a bit back to normal, but it has been, uh, you know, another probably a good thing to come out of it. We've been right through our whole cost structure and looked at where we can, um, you know, where we can make things um, do a little bit more with a little bit less. And so, you know, it's been a good good thing from that point of view as well as looking at our whole operation, how we do things, who does what. So, and, uh, but, you know, we're, we're pretty keen that we'll be able to bounce back well. I, I'll be going up to, uh, to Omarka and to, to Wairapa and to, um, to wish those guys all the best for early next year. And uh, it'll be interesting to see what the crowd are, are doing and what they're saying. Yeah, well, that's, that's fantastic. I can't believe that amount that's gone back to the community. That's to a quarter of a billion dollars. That's incredible. Yeah, um, it's a big event. It is, yeah. So, uh, Gavin, are you finding the same thing with uh, the local uh, Blenheim community in Marlborough um, getting behind the issue in the same way? Yeah, I, um, I think Frank summed it up pretty well. Um, um, you know, there, there's a lot of people out there that that, that have suffered a lot a lot worse than what we have. Yeah. Um, and when I started a few months ago and I had the first committee meeting here, I looked around some, the table at some of the people that I knew well, and you know they look really tired. And you know they're not just tired of um, listening to ear shows, but um, they need a bit of zest in their life again, like I think we all have, like we all do. Yeah. So you know, I'm expecting uh, a pretty good crowd next year. I think one thing that's changed a little bit with a lot of people that I've spoken to is that um, now there was a lot of concerts, it was a lot of events that were cancelled during COVID, and people had difficulty getting their money back from tickets. Yeah. Um. So probably the one thing um, that uh, could be a little bit different is that we might see you know, a, a surge in tickets quite late in the going just because people probably hold on their money and and, and just be sure that they are um, close enough to the year show where it's, you know, the, the picture of what's happening within our little country um, is, is a bit clearer. Yeah. Um, but I think, you know, everybody you talk to, I think we're, I don't know what we are now, seven months away or something, but it sort of feels like a week away in a lot of respects. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, everybody is looking forward to an, to an event. You know, and I don't really think it wouldn't would have matter what the event was, whether it involved airplanes, cars, motorbikes. You know, you name it. I think people do want to get out and um, and get back into their interests again because that's probably the one thing you're seeing people. They look a bit flat, and like Frank said, you know, we can't sit around and you know worry about what's gone. Yeah. Um, you know, the only people that look back are historians. Um, so, you know, we need to move on and just look at tomorrow and not worry about what happened yesterday because we look back too much, we'll probably all give up and go home. Yeah, true. 
Okay. Well, as a historian, but no, I'll just <laughs> carry on. <laughs> hey, um, uh, you know, you're, you're right there. And you're right about people wanting to get out there and get back in. Uh, just this past weekend, I uh, went to the Tiger Moth Club uh, gathering at Tamaranui, and it was brilliant. There was there was about 60 aircraft turned up um, and just loads and loads of people, and it was great. So, you know, people are getting out there again. Uh, and of course, Frank, uh, we also had the um, Warbirds on Parade in June, which was a really good um, gathering too. There was a good crowd and good weather and everything. So, well, it was some good weather. But two-thirds of it. <laughs> two-thirds of it. <laughs> yeah. And nobody cared that it rained at the end. I mean, no, no. one was angry. So, um, but yeah, actually, I mean, the only thing that, the, I think the only thing I really regret about losing the air shows is I really wanted to see that polycarp off. And... <laughs> Um, Thank everyone, did, Dave. Yeah, yeah. Um, Dave, I've mentioned about looking back, haven't I? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Don't worry, mate. We all missed it. <laughs> okay. Well, we'll, we'll look forward. We'll look forward. I, I think, Dave, the big thing is that um, you know, plane enthusiasts, especially historical aircraft enthusiasts, they'll turn out to Wanaka Airport if we've got a Merlin engine going past, and it doesn't matter if it's sleeting. Uh, they'll be there with their anoraks on, but. Um, and uh, but it's the the people I call like the families that make the decision late to come to an air show. Uh, they're the ones we've really got to convince to to turn up again, and they'll make or break a big show like ours. Uh, whereas Frank, you know, he's uh, sort of lucky in a way that he's got a core audience that are very much into their historical aircraft, and they'll turn up at Ardmore to see those aircraft a couple of times a year. But when you're trying to get the numbers that we're getting to make ours viable, um, you need to have the ice cream liquors as well as the pit, uh, the propeller heads. Yeah, absolutely. I think you're right though, Dave. Like, you know, probably the last, the, the biggest thing I've noticed in the past few years is the opportunities we've lost mm. um, as a group of, you know, enthusiast ice cream liquors, no matter what we are. Um, you know, and when, and when things get cancelled, it's pretty easy to get down about the star aeroplanes that we wanted to see. Um, I was at REACT in England in July, and it was the first um, air tattoo since, I think, 2018 or 2019. Yeah. And, um, you know, if you want to use, you know, a, 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 I guess the best gauge is going to another show. And they had as big a crowd as what they would have had back in 2019 this year. Um, and there was a lot more younger people there than I think I'd ever seen. Okay. Um, so... You know, um, it was it was really good to see lots of aviation people just not only enjoying the aeroplanes, but the whole thing, just, you know, relationships and friendships, all that stuff. Yes. It's, yeah. uh, but that's actually one airplanes. of the things now is getting people, uh, and I love getting people along to Warbirds over Wanaka, who they say to me, oh, you know, I don't want to see a whole bunch of old aircraft flying past. And, uh, and, I, say, and I said, just come along. It's a fantastic day out. Just open your mind. And they're blown away. They love it. They absolutely love it. And they become converts. So uh, you're right, Gavin. And if we can get those younger people along um, and they get hooked on uh, air shows, then that's got to be good for all of us. Um, you know, we've got uh, guys coming along now who and bringing their kids and their families, uh, and they came as kids themselves. So, um, you know, you're getting that intergenerational mm. stuff. So air shows are pretty unique, and it's a fabulous day out. It doesn't matter which air show you're going to. We're all slightly different in different ways. Uh, and um, it's it's to me, it's just a great day out. Yeah, 100%. 100%. So um, the first, well, the next air show, I guess, would be Warbirds on Parade. Is is there anything you can tell us about what we might be able to see there, Frank? Uh, and that's December 4th, isn't it? It is December 4th, indeed. Um, I wish I could tell you is, as I say, we're a local derby, hmm. and uh, pretty much we're not sure what's going to turn up. We don't contract the aircraft like the big guys do. No. Is they really uh, come along to our little show and do a display. And if you're lucky, we might pay for a little bit of petrol. So we're on a, it's a totally different category to what uh, the big three are. Yeah. And so it's, it's not until sort of a week out that we've got a pretty good idea of what the final lineup's going to be. Uh, any specialties this year? I, I don't believe so. Um, I don't think Brendan's Mustang will be ready. Uh, the mosquito won't be ready. So no. they're, they're 
Yeah, <laughs> it, it's pretty pretty much uh, going to be the Ardmore aeroplanes, which is still fantastic. I mean, you know those World War One aircraft that you you guys are flying now, and uh, I still I really enjoy those days. Yeah, well, well, we're obviously planning to get them them up. Uh, yeah, that becomes subject to weather and serviceability uh, of the aeroplanes themselves. They're fickle old fickle old girls. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that, that's uh, one of the sort of uh, highlights, I guess, is to get those aeroplanes up. And uh, we we're planning to have the Harvard team up for their inaugural uh, show for the year, and uh, hopefully a Spitfire and a uh, P40 and a Mustang and uh, whatever else we can drag up. Awesome. But we, we haven't got our eyes on anything special at this stage. Right, right. So, um, Tracy, with uh, Wings Over Wire Rapper, which will be the first of the new year, um, what, what can you tell us about what we can expect to see? Um, so, yeah, obviously planning's well underway and things like that. Um, I'd love to say we're bringing, you know, something big and amazing in from overseas but um, the harsh reality is with shipping costs and um, times the way they are at the moment with the current conditions it's just not been uh, a, a viable option for this year yeah. um, as a lot who know Wings Over Wire and know they've been uh, not dealt the uh, the kindest cards over the years um, and they finally had the the weather gods and everything on their side uh, for the last show when it uh, got cancelled after the first main day. So um, it's been certainly a, a rebuilding time for the show. Um, and we're looking at it as just um, getting what we've got locally because we've got some amazing aircraft within the country and just really maximising what we have within the country and just letting everybody get back to enjoy a, a, a good air show um, and get everyone back flying. Um, the one thing that we do have that we are very lucky for on the airfield is um, Peter Jackson's World War One collection yep. um, with somewhere in the region of, I think it's about what, 35 currently flying aircraft with um, more coming out of the woodwork, um, whether it will be this season or or next, um, so we're very lucky having them on the airfield. But as Frank says, World War One aircraft are uh, uh, interesting beasts at the best of times, and uh, yeah, they they can be very weather dependent. So um, yeah, as much as they're fantastic to have, they're um, certainly in the hands of the weather gods for those ones. But um, a, a fantastic collection and and great group of guys, and it's <coughs> amazing that Peter allows them to. Uh, drag as many out as they possibly can to get in the skies over the air show. So, yeah, it'd be great to hear the sound of uh, a whole heap of rotaries in the air and uh, get to enjoy that again. Definitely, definitely. And Gavin, I'm hoping that uh, we might get to see the Mosquito out maybe running uh, at your upcoming Classic Fighters. Is that a possibility? Um, yeah, it's a possibility. Uh, and we've had, you know, a lot of people would like to see that side. And also got a lot of people around the country that actually want to see it. In the, in the setting that it's in inside the museum. So it could be a situation of, um, you know, inside one day, outside the other. Um, but if we do bring it outside, um, you know, the weather's got to be really good for us to be able to do that because the last yeah. one we, we want to do is let that aeroplane um, sit out in the in the wet. Uh, so I've been speaking to old mate Al Marshall about coming over and, and looking after that, that aeroplane and um and its needs and things like that so we'll just have to see how it unfolds we've also got to insure all those airplanes um and we are mindful that it is as fun as it is to run that mosquito it's also something that um yeah, sometimes a bit of a worry when you've got you know uh, such a lovely old airplane like that and you, and you you want to look after it so looking after the airplanes the main thing there yeah um i think probably the one thing that you know i see with people over time is, oh, you know, what's coming to the air show? And they you know, ring, they ring the, uh, the girls over at the AHC wanting to know. So probably the one effort I've put in is to try and, and get the aeroplanes that are coming on their uh, website on the What You'll See page. Yep. Um, so if it's, you know, if the aeroplane's on that page, we're planning on it being here, planning on it flying. Um, and we'll be adding, we'll be adding more over time. Um, so, you know, as an aeroplane's booked, I'll, um, 
have Rachel over at the AHC put a uh, bit of a story together and I'll get some pictures and stuff and send them through and um, we'll update that page as much as we possibly can. Um, that, that's like Tracy really, said, we, that, we are, was it, sorry Dave? I was going to say that's um, really good because I was, I, look, I was actually looking at that page the other day and thinking, gosh, you got a, a heap of stuff up there already. It's you normally don't see that many up this far out from the show. So well done on that. No, it's, well, I think we've, we've kind of made a little bit luckier. And, you know, Classic Fighters last time have been cancelled twice. And, yeah, um, you know, we did have that 20th anniversary theme of, of some of the stuff we've seen over the past 20 years. And when I first started the job, it was like, you know, what theme do we carry on with? And I, I thought that 20th anniversary theme should still carry on. Um, just because we couldn't make it match with the calendar doesn't mean we should let COVID and whatever else, you know, not afford us that opportunity to have that weekend. Yeah. So we've stuck with that same thing. Um, same as what Tracy said, you know, we've got airplanes coming from around the around the country, a lot of the um, the usual suspects. Um, and yeah, there's a there's a few more to come, but um, you know, I think it's. I'm actually looking forward more to getting everybody back together. Um, there, there will be a, a pretty major change at the issue here and the display line and the way that everything's laid out. Um, we um, have to use the 3012 runway now. If anybody, if everyone's familiar with that, so that kind of means that um, everything's had to move, um, which has been a pretty big job to get all that done. And I think we're nearly there with that. Um, and that means car park changes. It means just about everything has moved. Right. Um, but, you know, it's a good challenge. It's a new layout and it'll be good for people to um, come along and see it. Uh, the reenactors will be back. I know they're busting to get back and we've got a few plans for those guys. Um, so, yeah, it'll be it'll be a good show. But, but like, like Ed's saying, it's kind of a day out for everybody. Yeah. And, and, and that... You know, to me, seeing everybody back here and getting involved again um, will be great. The other thing for Omarka's got too is that, you know, over those shows that we've missed, there's more and more aeroplanes that have moved into town. Um, and we do want to show off that local stuff a little bit more that we've got. Um, you know, Rob Mackley's moved down with his bird dog, his Stearman, and his Lockheed 10 soon. Yeah. Um, Graham Orphan's got a Bristol fighter that's not fly, not far off flying. There's a couple of Wacos here that um, that will be flying. So it'll be good to get you know the local stuff together and then bring all the you know the heavy hitters from outside in and you know make a good weekend of it. Yeah, no, I'm definitely looking forward to seeing those uh, those new Wacos. I mean, there's there's three uh, currently flying as a team. Um, and then there's going to be two more. So the Waco population is expanding um, pretty neat. That's, that's, that's pretty cool. And there's a few other aircraft coming on line fairly soon. Um, I mean, look at uh, this Bevan Jews Harvard. Um, mm -hmm. there's, there's a few others, new aircraft coming along. And I know that there's a, there's a number of changes in the wind with um, the likes of the, the, um, the Mustang, the P-40, the Catalina, all up for sale at the moment. Uh, and the Corsair now too, um, but it's an ever-changing world, Warbirds, and it always has been. And I think that the the thing that people don't realise is they just need to get out to the air shows and appreciate everything while they can because it might not be here next year, sort of thing. And that's always been the way. Yeah, I think you know, in the past, has been you know, it sort of looks sometimes as like it's been a competition to see you can have the most fighters flying around, and you know, that that's all good. To, and the enthusiasts in us, you know, enjoy that. Um, but you know, the uh, the ice cream lickers, as he said, um, uh, you know, they are they have they have different sort of airplanes. They like helicopters, gliders, parachutists, things like that. Um, you know, when you go to Duxford and you watch, uh, you know, I think a few years ago there were seventeen Spitfires in a big formation, and you know, as cool as it was. I'd still be happy with one. Like, you know, although 17 was fantastic, um, you know, one will do. Yeah. Um, so the, I don't know, I might be a bit different to some in that respect, but I, I just appreciate one just as more as um, as I do the others. And like you say, some of the airplanes are up for sale, um, but, you know, that's, as you said, that's a, 
that's just a cycle that happens all the time. The aeroplanes just go to someone else who's going to look after them for a few years and they go on to the next person. Exactly. Um, and, you know, the, the two aeroplanes I'm looking most forward to having here is the P-40 and Graham Bethel um, and his Mustang. I mean, that'll probably be the last classic fighters that um, Graham Bethel flies at. And um, I'm looking really forward to, you know, shaking his hand and having a beer on that Sunday night because he's one individual that's brought so much uh, joy to us all over the years with his awesome displays and he shared that aeroplane with Frank and a few others. Yeah. Um, so although it's going to get sold, no matter where it goes, um, we've all had our, had our fun with it, I think. Yeah, I, I kind of think that it's a, um, in terms of the aircraft, I also get asked all the time, what aircraft are we going to see in 2024, Ed? And uh, I just tell them that it's going to be amazing. It'll be the best air show ever. And you'll see some stunning aircraft doing some amazing things. And uh, because, you know, as organisers, we it's a juggling game and you're trying to find the aircraft uh, in terms of uh, their availability and serviceability. And so a lot of things aren't nailed down to, to much closer to the air show. You know, I am working on a, a pretty big international act and um, that is something that um, I've been working on for about eight years. If I can pull it off, I'll be, I'll be pretty wrapped. Uh, we've got a bit of a history of bringing a, um, you know, an international aircraft in. Unfortunately, we had to send the Polycarpov back. It had been here for two air shows that got cancelled, but in the end, the owner couldn't leave it here in New Zealand any longer. And uh, we even looked at putting a syndicate together to buy that aircraft and keep it in New Zealand. So things are happening on, as Gavin says, things are happening with aircraft all the time. A lot of people say to me, oh, it's a shame that Sir Tim's you know, fighter collection isn't still here in Wanaka. And I said, well, those aircraft are all around the world being enjoyed by other people. And some will come back, others will come back. We, you know, we're hoping that um, Brendan Dare's P-51 will be ready for Warbirds in 2024 in Wanaka. And so, you know, and... Bevan's Harvard's down here at the moment getting the engine fitted in Wanaka. We've got five stagger wings being restored in Wanaka at the moment, and they're beautiful 1930s classic aircraft. And um, imagine seeing five of those flying in formation. That's something pretty special that you wouldn't see outside, you know, um, probably one state in the United States. So yeah. um, there's lots of great aircraft in New Zealand. We're looking at also for 2024, bringing back jet racing. And that was hugely popular in 2014. They weren't new aircraft. They were L39s and vampires that uh, had been regular at our air show, but put them in a in a jet race and the crowd just loved it. It was, um, and you know, that was from, you know, the aviation enthusiasts right through to uh, just families and members of the public. They were running to the fence line to see the jets as they all whistled and carried on as they went out to the start line. So, uh, you know, it, it's, um, you know, it's always a great day. And, I, and and it's interesting, I was at Wings one year when they had some weather problems and a couple of aircraft didn't get there and the public didn't really mind. You know, there were still some amazing aircraft there doing some amazing flying. Yep. And, you know, the Yak-52s went nuts and um, and had a, had a fantastic display, that one of the best I've ever seen. And the crowd were just in awe and they didn't really mind as, as long as there was plenty of action and, um, you know, there was good coffee and ice creams to be had, they were happy. Exactly, exactly. Of course, another prospect we've got coming is uh, the Air Force is going to soon have new P-8s and they're going to have new Hercs and they've also got the um, Air Force Heritage flight. So there's going to be a little bit on the air show scene in the, in the coming years that they'll be introducing as well. So that's quite exciting as well. Yeah, we were really disappointed we were going to be hosting the 85th anniversary of the uh, Royal New Zealand Air Force this year. And um, unfortunately, we couldn't uh, uh, do that when we cancelled. So, uh, you know, the Air Force has been supporting us right since the very first air show in 1988 when they had uh, some of their aircraft here. So, uh, and, you know, they in turn help us with uh, the visiting Air Forces, the likes of the Royal Australian Air Force, the US Air Force, the French Air Force uh, and, uh, and others. So um, they play an integral part in our air show. And we love showing off what the... Um, what the Air Forces, you know, their, the personnel and their equipment. But, you know, what I really am impressed with is the, the, the young men and women of the, of the various Air Forces when they mingle with the crowd. And uh, they're a real credit to their countries. And uh, they're just neat people. And they're passionate about what they do. So they add a huge amount to our air show. Sorry, Tracy, I interrupted you. No, no, you're right, Ed. Yeah, no, it's going to be neat to see what the... Uh 
see the new aircraft when the Air Force are uh, able to start displaying them if they if they can this season or whether it waits till next season. But yeah, it's going to be great to see the new stuff rolling out. Is there any chance that we might see a swan song from the Orions, maybe? Or one Orion? Uh, it has been talked about, but they're not really committing, being that they're uh, down to skeleton aircraft and crew um, as to whether it would actually work or not. But um, they haven't, uh, they certainly haven't said no. Um, I think my latest list had a to be advised. So uh, watch this space. Okay, interesting. Um, of course, the other thing is next year, 2023, is actually the 100th anniversary of the Air Force because the New Zealand Permanent Air Force uh, was formed in 2020, uh, 1923. So. That is, yeah. So that's a, another sort of factor for the Air Force involvement. Yeah, um, the Air Force are, are not committing to that one. They're wanting to stay to their big main anniversary, staying on track of where they are. But um, yeah, certainly something that we're seeing how we can, if we can, incorporate it um, even quietly into a display or two. Um, TVA have three out of the four um, aircraft that they started with back in the day. So, um, yeah, hopefully we can uh, twist a few arms to, to put something together there as a, just a wee quiet salute to the 100 years, which would be quite nice to do. It would be. It would be. And, of course, um, that's June to... June 2023 would be the 100th, so that would actually work in well for Warbirds too, wouldn't it, Frank? It would. (laughs) 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 We're not quite looking that far ahead, Dave. But you've just given me an idea. (laughs) (laughs) Get planning, Frank. (laughs) Yeah, I know that, uh, I mean, one of the mainstays of the Warbirds movement has always been uh, the dear old harbour and it's coming up to a significant anniversary uh, next year I think it might be 85 years or something yes. so uh, we've certainly got that in the back of our minds but yeah yeah yeah, yeah. when we had 11 of those back in what when was that Frank was that 2018 or 2016 maybe 2018 and we had 11 of the Harvards coming through, that was a fantastic site. And your offsider, Dave, put together a fantastic um, team effort there to, to bring that through. Uh, they're a great aircraft. And when you've got 11 of them trundling through at once, it's uh, it's a great noise. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, no, I was there. That was 2018 that that happened. Because um, we had uh, 1015 was in, in, in with them too, the Air Force one. Um, which made it one, one memory of Frank Parker. You were talking earlier about Frank and his World War One planes up there at Ardmore, which is, um, you know, the, the collection of aircraft at Ardmore is, is really getting impressive now. But uh, I was up there for one of the uh, air shows, and uh, I noticed that Frank was sitting in the cockpit of uh, one of his World War One aircraft while some poor sod had to try and turn the propeller. And I swear he was there for half an hour trying to turn that. <laughs> It's a wonder his arms didn't fall off. <laughs> Frank's just sitting there nonchalantly in the in the, and I thought bloody pilots, you know. <laughs> yeah, we, we've perfected the procedure now, Ed. So uh, yeah, that's that's young, uh, that's young Nick Sheehan. Uh, generally referred to as starter motor. <laughs> he must have guns on him like nobody's business, mate. Like he's been working out. <laughs> oh dear. Well, um, is there anything else that you want to tell the public about air shows and, and uh, what's coming or what they need to remember or anything like that? Yeah, you know, I've got I've got one little thing that's been a bit of a bugbear for a while, and that's um, you now we've got a, a pretty healthy bunch of enthusiasts, and we and we like to see all the the latest and greatest at the next shows. But I, I read a comment recently about something that wasn't appearing at an air show and. Um, you know, I think everybody has to remember that, that the air shows, we can't have everything mm. um, we'd like to. And, you know, maybe Frank can um, enlighten people a little bit more, but, you know, there's fuel that's more expensive than it ever has been. The insurance rates on aeroplanes are, are huge. Like we've got the Focke-Wulf 190 and the Mark 14 Spitfire on the museum down here. And, you know, for us to have those aeroplanes fly at the show, the insurance is massive. Yeah. So we've seen a massive, you know, sort of land shift almost 
to what we were paying at air shows 10 years ago, what we're, what we're paying now. So if, you know, if an air show doesn't have your favorite airplane there, it's not because the organizers don't want it. Um, you know, the organizers of, of every year show have got so much money, they've got so much um, obligations to meet. The tickets don't go up a huge amount. If you, if you look at it in terms of the rates of insurance have gone up over time. You know, the, the, that's out of the owner's control as well. As, you know, the same with paying for the fuel at the rates it's at now. So all the organizers, we all try to give everybody the best lineup that we can but don't expect everything to be everywhere because yeah. it won't be. Yeah. Yeah. And that, you know, that's well said and, and it's quite obvious when people stop to think about it. Um, I've heard silly comments exactly the same as what you're saying. And it really does annoy me sometimes. Um, and of course, you know, there'll be aircraft that have got their engine off and they're in the hangar because they're having deep maintenance and people go, Oh, why isn't that flying? Well, because it's got no engine, you know, it's just, it's just, logic you know um but yeah well said but if i could just chime in on what gavin touched on there yeah the cost of owning a warbird and don't have to be an exotic warbird just a basic warbird a yak 52 or a harvard has uh, gone up significantly in the last few years and so uh harvard uh, all the fighters they travel at about one liter a mile so that's currently $3.50 per mile, just for gas. And uh, Gavin touched on the insurance, it's doubled in the last couple of years. And for a variety of reasons, uh, there always seems to be a good insurance reason. And I think the current one is the war in Ukraine and the fact that the Russians uh, basically uh, absconded with something, I, I don't know the number, 100 aircraft that were on lease. Oh, and the Russians says, oh, we're not gonna pay you for it anymore. So all the leasing companies are saying to the insurance companies, show us your money. <laughs> and uh, prior to that, it was uh, due COVID. All the airliners were on the ground, weren't paying insurance. So um, I guess the insurance executives had to pay their salaries. So the few people that were paying insurance got stung. And it, it's really, uh, it's not prohibitive, but it's damned expensive. Yes. Yeah. yeah I would just like to say that, um, you know, people that are watching this, uh, you know, tell your friends to go to, to an air show near you because, um, you know, we rely on people turning up at the air shows and I can guarantee them I've been to all the air shows and they're all slightly different. They're all fantastic day out and uh, they've got some unique things of their own, uh, you know, up at Wairapa, that collection of World War One aircraft is you know, world-class. You can't see that anywhere else in the world, you know, and I, sometimes I don't think we sing our own praises enough of the aircraft we do have in a little country of 5 million people. And so, um, you know, get out to an air show and because we want air shows to survive and we want them to be strong and, and have a long future. And uh, we'll put on a good show. Don't worry about that. And uh, we'll have aircraft there and they'll look fantastic. And uh, <clears throat> the characters that are involved with the industry, the pilots and the aircraft owners and the engineers and the guys that keep these planes flying, they'll be there. They love yarning over the, over the uh, flight line to the punters. So come along to an air show because um, it's just, for me, it's the best day out you can have. Add on to that, Ed, is um, the air shows and the aircraft are a symbiotic relationship in that, uh, and it's noticeable over the last couple of years when we haven't had air shows, that uh, the, the income that they generate for owners has been sorely missed. And in the case of a World War II fighter, for example, a uh, uh, couple of air shows a year used to go a long way to paying the insurance bill. Well, suddenly no air shows, um, somebody else has got to pay for the insurance bill. So uh, it's an, the, the success of the air shows uh, um, directly involved with the success of the collections of aircraft. Yep. Yep. Yeah, that's true. I, I just want to say I really appreciate all of the warbird owners out there and aircraft owners who put in the time and money to keep these things flying and I don't know how they do it. I really don't, but I, I just really admire all of you guys. Um, and the and the people who work so hard behind the scenes like you, Frank, particularly with Warbirds, I know that you're always busy with 
all sorts of projects and stuff and all of you guys and girls that are working on air shows just to entertain us for a couple of days is so appreciated i know you work for two years on each air show basically um or maybe not so much with frank's one which is a smaller one but the other big air shows it's a huge commitment so thank you very much we certainly wouldn't do it if we didn't enjoy it, Dave. I think we all enjoy it as much as the uh, the public that come to watch. So, uh, yeah, I think we're all just waiting and hoping to uh, be able to put on a good show and enjoy it with everybody else. Awesome. Yeah, that's true too. Well, um, thanks again for sitting down and, and chatting about air shows and um, good luck with all of the shows that are upcoming. I, I'm certainly hoping to get to along to all of your shows. So. Um, including Wanaka in 2024. I'm looking forward to it. So, um, <clears throat> and I hope that lots and lots of people watching and listening this um, to this will also join me. Thanks a lot. Thanks, Thanks Dave. Thanks, Dave. Thanks, Dave. That was the Wings Over New Zealand show with Dave Homewood. Mm -hmm.